0: to God Tern, uh, Isaiah 60 I'm going to do five verses maybe then a couple in Romans 5 but I'm really am excited about this morning it's been so confirmed in everything we've already done and I know it's happening he's here and we are in him and I want to share what he's doing and the largeness of it and I believe my hope is that we will participate actually experience for ourselves this, this truth of the resurrection of the glorious Lord and Savior, our Lord Jesus. So, we'll start by Isaiah 60. I'll tell a, little, a bit of a story afterwards. Isaiah 60, we know this. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now, I want to say one thing Because if you take your concordance, which I always do when I'm reading, I'm always looking up and following what does that word mean. You'll find that many of the phrases in English represent one Hebrew word to help us make more sense of it. Sometimes, though, that restricts making sense of it. It puts it into a kind of like dumbed-down language. So I will say one thing most powerful. In the next five verses, the word you is never present. This is not about us. It's not about me, not about us, as though we are the attractors or worse, the, the causes of glory. So, the first verse would say like this Arise, get up, that's our job. Shine, begin to illuminate, a, a sparkle, release the light for light. No, verse one, stay there. For, for the light, The illumination has come. The kebab, the glory of the Lord, not risen upon you. It's just come. We're about to enter into moments that are just nothing about man. I mean, we're into a world that's changing radically. For behold, look, darkness, misery, suffering, chaos, Confusion, it's all that in the word, will cover the earth. And deep darkness, the gloom, where where the whole sense of of possibility starts to go away, like like the setting of the sun into darkness. Great darkness upon the people. But the Lord will arise. Again, I'm sorry, not over us. It'll be in us, through us, but not because of us. I love that. Because if it's not because of me, then I can't mess it up. Hallelujah. It's not about us. It's about him. The glorious. This is about the resurrection glorified Christ who sits beyond the right hand of majesty. The Lord will arise. His glory, weightiness, will be seen. And not upon us it will, be, it will be we'll be in the room hallelujah I like to participate and be, a, be receive the benefit of it but it's not because of the Gentiles will come to your light go back to verse 2 did you know this today we read in Hebrews chapter 12 no Exodus chapter 10 was it Kami 12 Exodus 12 We've been going through the ten plagues that Moses was instructed one after another to deal with Pharaoh, to deal with his pride, to get him to release the nation that he had called to himself. And we got all the way to the ninth, today, to the ninth plague. And you know what it is? Darkness. It was so dark for three days, you could not get out of your chair. You were petrified, terrified in the thickness of darkness. You couldn't see your, your, your spouse. It was all through the land of Egypt, yet in the land of Goshen, where the Hebrews were, there was light in their dwelling. There was light in their dwelling. That's, that's what we just read right there. There's going to be great light in the midst of tremendous darkness. So the Gentiles will come to your light. They'll come. They're going to go, I got to get into this light. I got to get into the light. The kings to the brightness, the brilliance of the rising, of the glory, of the dawning. Lift up your eyes all around. See. They gather together. They come to you. There's just... The, the, your sons from far away. Your daughters will be nursed at your side. And then you will see, verse 5, and become radiant, radiant. And your heart will swell with joy. I, I, New King James, I love New King James, but sometimes it's just kind of is afraid. Literally what that says in the old King James and the, and the Hebrew is your heart will fear and become enlarged. So much of what we will come into when the fear of God hits us and the dimension of his awfulness, his fullness, because the abundance of the sea, that's humanity, will be turned to you, and the wealth and, uh, and armies and Gentiles will come to you. This is the beginning for the next three weeks to step into the understanding and lo- and the practice of this experience of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, that we might not uh, be limited, afraid of the dark, but take advantage of living in the brilliant light that's upon the upon the church. Um, let me say this: you know we. In the last, the first three and a half years of the tribulation, whenever that is, it's not going to be a year that it's going to be the darkness dominating. There are going to be witnesses in Israel that are going to have so much authority, like Moses, like Elijah, that they will literally be tormenting the earth who refuse to repent. So we're not in this like shrinking stage we're in this glorification stage, the living body. We're not, we're not into a, what do we do? How do we get out of here? Please get me out of here quickly. We're into the maturing to the full grain, to the fullness of the image of the glorious Lord. We're going to look like Jesus because he's marrying himself. He's marrying a beautiful, perfect bride. He gave himself. Papa gave him for the world he gave himself for us so that he could present us to himself, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, holy and without blame. Now, if that's what the Bible says, that's how we're going to look. You can tell your neighbor, you don't look as good as you're going to look. You're going to look a lot better than you look right now. And I told Cammy because, I'm again, I'm... I got stuck in these. I'm just reading this, and I'm stuck in this, and I'm going, oh, Lord, because this, this is Ephesians 5, I was reading, that we were reading today, and I look up the word wrinkle. Ladies, you're going to like this. It literally represents the wrinkles on our face. It can be all smoothed out. Oh, boy, what better than a facelift? Better, better. We won't be anxious, worrying, fretting. We will be inside and confident in Christ. uh, Romans 5, verse 6, and I got to tell the story. But Romans 5, verse 6. The whole chapter of Romans is, is, is so full and so rich. And the first five verses talk about the practical outworking of this great salvation. So for then, for when we were still without strength, this is you and I, prior to Jesus, to our awareness of what God did, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. No one was, and for scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Well, yet perhaps for a good man, someone will even dare to die. The tale of two cities is a classic story of that. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that we love and we appreciate. much more then. So now I want to get into the much more, because I, I've for many years I' just get stopped and thankful for that He died for my sins. But much more then, having now been justified by his blood. The redemption is in his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. So we're not, we've been justified. We've been separated out of the end of, out of his wrath. For if when we were enemies, think about that. He's trying to put this in human terms so we can appreciate what God was doing. If when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. And the word reconciled, let's see if I wrote that out. Uh, It means to mutually change. Mutually change. God had to change how he would relate to us as much as he had to change us to be able to relate to him. And how he did that was the Son of Man. The Son of Man, he would put upon the Son of Man all our sin all sickness, all disease, all misery, all selfishness and greed and covetousness and evil speaking, to put it all upon his son, who knew no sin, and make him sin. And then, without justification, when he had vindicated, when he had judged him, when he had condemned him, when he had cursed him, when everything was fully exhausted and satisfied, he called him out of the abyss. You are my son. New creation. I call you my son. Today I have become your father. Oh. So he said now. We can be all received in the son. He changed. He was reconciled to us in the son. As we are reconciled to father in the son. So. If when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, redeemed, uh, made, you know, the whole issues were resolved in the son, we shall be saved, sozo, awakened, blessed by his, by his, by his, go ahead, read it, by his life. The death dealt with the sin. His life is how we get to walk in this salvation to, to live. In. And not only that, but we rejoice in God. We boast in our Papa. We rejoice in God. There's no way we cannot be fulfilled and, fu- and blessed and excited and thankful Amen. through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received the reconciliation or the atonement. Oh, beloved, beloved, beloved. Therefore, just as through one man, Adam, sin entered the world, and then death spread through sin like a nasty virus, the death spread to all men. Everybody caught the, de- the sin and death because all sinned. For until the law of sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed where there is no law. So there is, we cannot be guilty for what we did. Jesus said today in John, Luke again, 12, that one who knows the, his master's will and refuses to do it, he will be beat with more strikes than the one who is ignorant and committed things worthy of being beaten for. It's the, so he's saying, okay, it wasn't imputed, but there was no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. That's when the law comes into the earth. And even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was the type of him who was to come. The second Adam, the last Adam. But the free gift is not like the offense. Now offense, I did write that down because it's just take off a little of pressure. It's truer than anything. The word offense literally means to sidestep. Kind of, you missed them all, you, you know, you just, you, it's a sidestep. It can be a lapse of, of uh, or devi- deviation. You just miss it, you just missed it. Or it can be unintentional, error. I didn't know I did that until I found out. I don't, I have committed more sin not trying to sin than I ever sinned trying to sin. Or it can be willful transgression. So the offense that came into the earth, Adam's refusal to submit to the Father's will, lust after his own identity apart from God, going to be separate and do his own thing. But if by the one man's offense many died, much more, the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses. When he hung on the cross, all sin was placed upon him that affects all mankind, past, present, and into our lives. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. Hung on the cross that we could, because of our offense, raise from the dead because we were justified. For if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, wrap it up. As through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience... Many will be made righteous. Oh Lord, Lord, we we worship you. I do not understand that fully. How can we appreciate that it was only your obedience that brought justification to all mankind and your life? May it may it may it find expression. May you find expression. May you be seen. Again, in a glorious church, may we become yielded fully to you like you were fully yielded to the Father. In glorious Jesus' name. Now, several years ago, I don't remember, you know, everything in the Bible never changes, and whatever you see the first time is just the journey you will see for the rest of the time, but it'll expand and enlarge and become much, much more. But I'll say, uh, 13-so years ago, really, God committed me to abiding in Him. And He did it in a fabulous way that released me from a lot of stresses and strains and pressures and anxious thoughts and control and all that. And it was a supernatural move that sovereignly shifted my location, my where do I identify from, my citizenship. I retained my American citizenship, but now i became primarily a citizen of heaven and i began to set my mind on the things above and i began to abide in jesus and his words abide in me and it was a, and it as all things are it's just a real learning practice to discover because we don't practice to become it we practice to behold him the beholding means the transformation and over time and more and more in time, I have come, and I believe this is where we are, why we will see some sovereign acts of God to expedite the maturity of the church till we come into a likeness of the Son of Man. So as he is, so also are we in this world. That's all there by the act of Jesus Christ of submission to the Father. That's all he did. He obeyed the Father listened to the Father, only did what he saw the Father do, only said what he heard the Father say, and then he went as an obedient son to become a sin sacrifice for us all. And the Father killed him as the judge of the earth and placed upon him sickness, disease, death, destruction, misery, suffering, ignorance, and poverty, and everything. And he yielded to the point, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when he was called out of that three hours of darkness. That wasn't an eclipse. It was utter darkness, like it was in Egypt. You couldn't see your hand. You couldn't tell who was next to you. It was frightening, terrifying, because God was judging sin upon his son. And when that was completed, he said, come, you are my son. Today I've begotten you. And he was made alive, as we were made alive together with him. That he died and was buried as we died with him and been buried. He died the spiritual death first, then the natural death second. We all carry in our body a journey into death, mortality. But we were born dead spiritually because of Adam. He dealt with the spiritual component, which was nothing to do with the devil. It was to do with the rebellion of man and to pay the penalty so God could have a reconciliation. He did it. He did it. He submitted. And what did he do? He believed that God, his Father, would raise him from the dead. And he pressed through his soul's anguish. And he didn't want to go to the cross. He did not want to drink the cup. He did not want to be baptized with his baptism. His soul, which was the offering of sin, was saying, Is there any other way, but nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. And so he submitted. And in that submission, we were delivered. We were, we were. And when he was called forth and raised from the dead, ascended to heaven, we were there with him, even though we were not yet born. Because he did it one man for all humanity. So this work... Of fabulous provision, Jesus is continually in the Gospels, especially John's Gospel, communicating. And John had the privilege of being very close and intimate of all the Gospel writers. He's the one that was on the breast. He was one of the three. And he writes his Gospel 60 years after probably the resurrection of Jesus. So it's a very gestated He's process. He, where was? What was this all about? The word became flesh. We dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, light that couldn't be overcome by darkness. On and on, and so Jesus says in John fifteen, and John remembers it. He says, "I want you to abide in my love, as I abide in my Father's love." If you keep my commandments as I kept my Father's commandments, you will abide in my love. These things I'm saying to you now, that my joy may be filled in you and your joy be full. I give you my peace, not as the world gives. I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. I have overcome the world. Peace. Peace. Love, abiding, his word. He's just releasing, he's prophesying, he's declaring, he's decreeing and declaring the decree the Father's speaking. John 17, he goes into prayer. The one prayer we really have of Jesus recorded, other words, demands and commands, directives, and the Lord's Prayer, which is how we could follow into a life of prayer like Jesus. But in John 17, he's offering himself as the willing sacrifice to the Father's will. But he's also declaring, in effect, everything I just spoke in 14, 15, and 16, in 13, 14, 15, 16, the new covenant we just broke in the upper room, the journey from the upper room down to uh, uh, on the way into Gethsemane. He's not there yet. Here, now I say it to you. That all this will be. I want them to see my glory. I want them to know my love. The love that you've given me from before time began. I want you to keep them from the evil one. Don't take them out of the world. Just, don't, just keep them from the evil one. Sanctify them with your word. Because your word is truth. Let your truth be what separates them. Pulls them into them. I'm going to sanctify myself by your truth. I submit I want them to know, I want this unity of my love, the love we have together, that they, as we are one, they will be one in us. And he's just, just, just committing himself. So when the offering is accepted and the resurrection has taken place, and three days later, we are now in a new realm. We've never been here before. We are in what is known as the new creation We knew Jesus according to the flesh. As we are, he dwelt with us. But now we don't know him that way because he's a new creation. He's a life-giving spirit. We know him by the spirit as we are to know one another by the spirit. It's like this fabulous place has happened. This possibility. Think of this. I've been meditating and finding great Great blessing in my own personal life. And it's none of this is hard. It's just, it is a shift from looking at the horizontal world to determine where we are to looking upward to determine where he is. And in identifying where he is, we accept where he is as who we are in where we are, even if all of this is going crazy. He said, abide in my love. So I started saying, because if everything Jesus said was what the father said then i wanted to learn how to say what jesus said i abide in your love jesus i abide i dwell i live inside of your love i abide in your love jesus thank you i'll keep your commandments your commandment is to love as i'm being loved so i want to love on and love on let it love flow i abide in your love i didn't have to qualify he didn't put me through a training reg- regimen. He just said, bam, that's true. Holy Spirit, who's in me, Romans 5, 5 says that then he pours love into me. I abide in your love, Jesus. And love flows. Now, I get frightened. I get challenged. I get afraid, jealous. I got, I'm living in this body. You see, that's the crazy thing is we are put into clay pots. Our soul is in our blood. Our body is in the earth. So we're very earth aware. That's why it's so easy to become earth worshipers. Because we are from our mother, which is so stupid. We can't be. We don't, we're from God. He's the creator. And the creation worship will tr- create the created ones stupid. It's not to not take care of the earth, but it's not... That's not where life derives from. Every problem the earth is facing would be resolved if man humbled himself and cried out to God and forgive. It was heard, forgave, and healed the land. But we don't know. Maybe at the end of things right now, there's coming an end. When the end comes, you can't stop it because it's an appointed time of harvest. You say, harvest of what? This church, the matured church. And the tears taken and put aside in separation. So I don't know. It's like we're in two places and we're always in both places at the same time. We're in the possibility of awakening, reformation, and many coming in the kingdom and the changing of our ways and choosing of new laws, not be forced upon others, but because the heart of man begins to say, We want to live a holy life because we've met a holy God who saved us where we didn't deserve to be. I want to be in this one. That could happen change of the earth, change of governments, a hundred years extension of the king of the earth's realm. Or darkness just gets wicked. Gross darkness just keeps growing. But either way, we mature. Either way, we win. Either way, we look like Jesus. So... Part of the training for reigning is to quit looking at what you're seeing. I have to not look at what I see. i got to look at the one who sees me. I want to behold him. So I want to try this with you. Would you like to try this? Let's, Let's receive a baptism of love right now. Won't we stand up? I mean, I don't know about you, but every trial is meant to be met with a new baptism of love. And I think some of us are overdue. Right, I've been through too many trials without getting loved on, poured out, hope-filled, in a fresh new way. When he walks into the room, everything changes. Well, guess what? He's knocking on the door of our heart. Come on, open the door. Let me in. I'm gonna eat with you, and you will eat with me. So hold up your hands like you would if you were to receive, oh, Lord. And say with me, Heavenly Father, according to the word of God justified by faith I have peace with you and not only peace but I stand in this grace and hope of the glory of God (laughs) the glory of God of the glory of God of the glory he's here the glory it's the glory that's going to change things the glory of God. And not only this, go ahead we'll continue. Not only this, but I boast in the tribulations, knowing that tribulation is building endurance and endurance, experience of God's faithfulness and goodness and overcoming. And this brings hope, hope that cannot be disappointed, not based on natural circumstances, but inside the love of God being poured out into my heart, into into our heart, the oneness of love, love, unity. Of love. And so I ask now, according to the testing I've been through, fill me with love. Pour your love into my heart. Pour your love into my heart. Give me Holy Spirit. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. me. Yes, yes. Whoa, she baba nela bora babo la banda lebo ho. Ure mabela ho, la baba baba boro sa. Ooh, Serra moraba dabo do baba baba lebo. Undala baba lala. I want to abide in your love, Papa. I want to abide inside this love. Whoa. Onda la mande beto, mandele beto, la le beto, la bande I love you Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul, oh my soul. Rejoice, rejoice, take joy, my King, take joy, my King, in what you hear, in what you hear. Let it be, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Oh, Lord, we bless you, we receive you, we bless you. Not only this, but we are healed in Jesus. He bore our sicknesses, he carried away our diseases, and because of this, we now are made alive. We were raised with him, we were healed with him, we were delivered with him, so we are healed. Now, I've learned something. i been learning every day. I, don't, I look forward to every single day to get in the Bible and to pray and listen and try to discover and then practice and tinker with the things he's showing me. I'm like a mad scientist in some ways. I apply everything I see and I accept everything I read as truth. And I say, well, why not? Here we are. Let's go. So here's the deal. <laughs> In our Bible reading recently, Mark chapter 11, he said, have faith in God. And he said, if you say to a mountain, it be moved, it will be removed. And whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it, you'll have it. And then when you pray, whenever you pray, make sure you're forgiving everybody because that's a criteria for any of this other part to work. So I've been practicing that. And then I came to Romans 14. And Romans 14 talks about faith as, uh, 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 see, first off, it's the faith of Jesus Christ. It's not my faith. I'm, I'm, walk, I'm working with the faith of Jesus, the one faith delivered for all time. So in that, I'm, well, okay, Wow. Well, okay, okay, okay. But each of us are unique in our gifting, our calling, our, our consecration is different. So we have to follow the faith. Somebody can eat at McDonald's to somebody else, that's a mortal sin. So he said, don't, don't do anything to force somebody into your faith and freedom. You can go for Big Macs. Don't make anyone out eat Big Macs. You think Big Macs are from the devil? Don't go tell somebody who's scarfing down a Big Mac that they're of the devil. Just stay free. So then he says, if you have faith, have faith before God in his face." So all of a sudden, it dawned on me, the only place I need to have faith is before my Papa. And then if I stay in that faith with my Papa, whatever I have to say, whatever I need, whatever I declare in the name of Jesus, that will happen because Jesus is the one whom I'm beholding in the Father. The Father is receiving me in the Son, and I'm here. And so here's my faith. So if you believe, Father, raised Jesus from the dead he healed Jesus from death he resurrected his body from sickness and disease and Romans 4:8 says that he the same spirit that did that work will do the same work in our mortal body so let's just stand before papa and receive healing speak to you you know what whatever's sick in you say it's time for you to go It's time for this disease, this dis-ease to leave and for resurrection and newness of life come. So let's say together, Heavenly Father, in the resurrection is my healing. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. In Jesus, I am made well. He is healed. I am healed. I stand before you. And receive and receive and receive healing into my body now just I'll just start to stand before him and receive Lord I thank you this is where our own mouths can begin to uh, articulate what it is that we're longing for and needing hallelujah we're healed. We are the healed. Not because We may not feel like it yet, but we, we declare, by we believe, we believe, we have hope for, but we believe our faith that this healing is not decided arbitrarily or individually. It was decided once and for all upon one man, therefore all accessible to that healing. So we just worship, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, thank you. Thank you for my healing. I declare, And so you can say, sickness, get out of my body, let go of me. Uh, infirmities, inflictions, arthritis, disease, uh, chronic diseases, mass. i uh, Just go. go, 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 go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This is the maturity of the church. Every living member will be activated and taking possession of the thing given them. Whoa. They also brought our deliverance, our freedom. It was for freedom that Christ made us free. It was for freedom. It was for freedom. He said, I'm going to save the entire humanity by one act, and those who will believe my father raised me from the dead, my father will say you're righteous, and when they believe that I was raised from the dead, they get all the benefits of my resurrection, they get healing, they get salvation, and they get deliverance. <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 Freedom. So we declare we're gonna. We tell sickness to leave. We tell the devil to leave. He said, don't give him a place. Don't torment my mind. Don't afflict my thoughts. Don't make me live in depression, discouragement, and death. Ah. In the name of Jesus, all oppression, all sickness, all mental torment, all spirits not of God, spirits of error, loose me, leave me, let go of me. My mind is Christ, not yours. So in Jesus' name, I receive his complete his freedom. 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 freedom, 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 freedom. Wow, freedom, freedom. freedom. you're free. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, freedom, freedom, all curses that came in sins that were committed, in trying to keep the law, are now r- eradicated because Christ became the curse for us so it cannot rest upon us because he was cursed. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Baba de la Bote. Oh, we're appropriating, we're appropriating. We're appropriating. We're putting the demand on the bank of heaven, the salvation, and healing, and deliverance. We're pulling on it. Nobody has to do it for us. It's been done for us once and for all in Christ. Whoa! We worship you. It will grow. It will grow. Oh. Now you can be seated. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. He who has the Son has life. This is the testimony God gave us, eternal life. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have the life. Do you have the Son? Have you asked Jesus into your life and given him preeminence and fullness if you've wandered away, you simply must say, Jesus, I'm returning to you today. I bless you. If you're living as I have lived so many years of my faith where I live in kind of a far away feeling of darkness surrounding me frailty upon me, sickness harassing me, depression wanting to pursue me, all of that stuff. And then I'm going, what's up? And then the devil, who's my accuser, says, it's all because of what you did and didn't do and should have done and didn't do. And now you're in that suffering and it's yours and God doesn't love you. He hates you. He's after to kill you. And I'm here to tell you, that's a lie. It's a lie. He loves us. Never are you in the place you're in because God has changed His opinion toward us. We get there through stupidity. We get there through satanic harassment. We get there through the training of reigning. But we are loved. Yeah. Yeah. And you, what may I choosing that. See, right now there's an anointing, a corporate glory, presence. And if you want, you take it all home with you. No limitation. Be, just say, God, I want to take this glory, this awareness, this truth. When you walk in the room, sickness disappears. When you, when you come into the room, hopelessness and despair cannot be here. I got good news. I got good news. I got good news. When he knocks on the door, And you hear his voice, and you open the door, and he comes in, and he brings healing, and deliverance, and glory, and miracles, and joy, and victory, and resurrection, and he's just all that, all that, all that. So stand on your feet one more time. We receive. We receive. Come into our heart, oh Lord. Come into our heart. Oh. Mm. Mm. Worship him, worship him. I've learned that if I stand in his presence inside of truth, if I accept the living word of God as truth, though I cannot produce it, perform it, or earn it, but I stand there and I worship him here, that soon the truth begins to penetrate my entire being, my emotions, my mind, my thoughts, my body, and I begin to experience the truth that I am accepting. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: We worship you! I praise you, I praise you, for you are good, for you are good, I praise you, I praise you, for your mercy forever, I praise you, I praise you, for you are good, for you are good, I praise you, I praise you, you mercy endures forever. The joy of the Lord is my strength, the peace of God, my defense, the love of God is my hope, and I'm living in the faith of Jesus. I worship you, O oh Lord my King. In the beauty of holiness, standing in salvation, I see the glory of Jesus. I praise you, I praise you, for you are good. For you are good. I praise you, I praise you. For your mercy and grace forever. and step inside. I praise you, I praise you, for you are good. For you are good. I praise you, I praise you, for your mercy and goodness forever battle to face my enemies I see the face of Jesus and his mercy over me I'm coming to the lookout and when I see my enemy they've all been slain in the spirit born again in Christ Jesus You are good, for You are good. I praise, I praise Your mercy, 'cause You save me, You, you save me. me, You heal, heal me. for You are good, for You are good. You save, You, you heal me, Your mercy.
0: But I want to release a blessing that you can go out and carry with you into your day. Everything that has been spoken is in the word of God. That is truth. Received. It begins a process called sanctification. Taking us out of the world into the full embrace of God's love. And for us, is practice. Taking up some time throughout the day. Placing yourself, ourselves, inside of the truth of God's Word. With the Spirit of God, we believe. With our mouths, we speak it. And we enter in, and we become aware. And when the pressure resists, depression, discouragement, soreness, we say, I don't care what I see, and I'm not moved by how I'm feeling. I believe what God has said is true, and I'm going to obtain and gain and live there. And you will find that when you submit to God, that's the truth, you resist the devil. He has no choice but to flee. We And I bless you with that. I bless you with that tenacity that... That like widow that says, "I don't really care if you don't like me or want me. I'm not leaving till I get what God gave me to have. So in the name of Jesus, grant your living body, O oh Lord Jesus, with vision of who you are and who we are in you, of hearts that believe and receive what you've spoken the mouths to speak only your word in regard to all things and all things. Lord, you are our head, Jesus, and therefore sickness cannot dwell in our midst, disease cannot be here, depression, demonic powers, oppressions, all of it must go. And we know this because we are your body The fullness of you. We're the fullness of Jesus. And that's not by our effort. It's by you, Papa, through Jesus, filling us, all of us. Filling all of us. So we go, one more time, just lift up your hands. This this is like get it all, take it all, receive it all, go for it all. We receive all this great salvation. And the demonstration of his great salvation as we go out into the world to proclaim the one man who has saved the world, if they'll believe that our enemies who are separated by unbelief will believe and become our brothers in the claim in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless. Go out. Praise
1: him. Fuck boy, you are. Good.